Everybody, I hope that you all had an amazing Christmas, and uh, I think that uh, there were a few too many people who uh, sang the Dreaming of a White Christmas song, and uh, had lots of fresh snow on Christmas, which was very beautiful. Thank you, Pastor Darth. And uh, I know for us, uh, it was just a great time. My parents were able to be here in town, and uh, although we weren't able to have all three of our kids with us, we brought back our youngest daughter uh, after her first semester at college, and uh, it was just such a, a great time uh, to share time uh, together with family, and I hope that you all uh, had a great time as well. Well, this is a, a great Sunday, uh, being the last Sunday of 2020, and I don't know uh, how you feel about it, but I'm a, a little bit excited for a fresh start, and uh, I'll, I'll be uh, thankful to, to see that uh, calendar turn. But in spite of all that, I'm so thankful that God is in charge, right? Uh, even in the midst of the challenges that we faced, I'm so thankful that God is so much bigger uh, than any challenge that we face. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward with some excitement uh, this, to this new year and what God has for us all. Well, would you stand with me just for a minute this morning, those of you who are here, and we're going to open up with a word of prayer today. Dear Heavenly Father, we're so thankful once again for the privilege that we've had uh, over the last few days to remember you and to celebrate that you loved us enough to send your son Jesus, who came to this earth for a purpose. He was on a mission, Lord, to sacrifice himself for us. And Lord, it's so hard to even comprehend uh, that type of love, that you could love us that much. But Lord, Lord, we are so grateful and thankful for what this day and this season represents. And so, Lord, today as we have this final Sunday together of this year, we pray, Lord, that your presence would meet us here in a special way, that you would take these few moments that we share together and that you would speak to our hearts. We love you, Lord. Speak to us today, we pray, no matter where we are, whether we're here or watching somewhere online, that you would be real to us today. We love you, Lord. Bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I know all of our Christmas traditions probably look a little bit different, but uh, it's that time of year, especially growing up with, with uh, three kids in the house, it's a little bit different this year, but it's funny how some of those traditions kind of stick, right? You kind of find yourself going back into some of those things that you've done for years together as a family, and, and part of that tradition is, is some of the holiday movies and stuff. Uh, that, that are always there, and it kind of uh, completes the season as we watch some of these things that we, that we always watch together. And I have to admit, I, I kind of gravitate to some of the, the funny ones. Uh, some, of the, some of the Christmas holiday shows like uh, The Christmas Story or The Santa Claus, some of those movies that, that carry a little humor. Because if, if I'm honest, I, I kind of, first of all, enjoy the laughter of my kids. It's fun to to be there when they're happy and laughing, enjoying uh, their time together. But I think there's something about watching the chaos in some of those movies, right? Uh, when, when you're watching some of these movies and it feels like everything is kind of falling apart, right? I mean, some of the funniest part on, on, in those shows is when things aren't going the way they were planned, right? And I, I think I kind of enjoy laughing at that, if I'm honest, because it makes me feel a little bit about myself, right? That I could look into someone else's story and realize that things don't just happen bad in my story, right? That, that uh, things uh, kind of go wrong in other people's stories too. It makes me feel 
like, okay, maybe I'm not the only one that doesn't have a comedy of errors happening here and there. And, and there have been times in my life, I don't know about yours, but, but I was awfully glad that the cameras weren't running, right, and, and captured those moments on film. But we love to spend time together and, and to laugh together because I don't know about you, but there have been times when we make a mess of everything, there have been times in, in our lives where it feels like everything just kind of falls apart around us. And, and there are times, at least in my life, where, where I look at my life and things the way they have happened and wonder, you know, how could God still love me even in my mess? How can God still care about me even when I've blown it and even when things are difficult? How can God still care about me even when the challenges of life happen and instead of reacting in faith and trust in God, I, I respond with fear and hesitation? But I'm, I'm thankful this morning that, that the way God loves us is so much different. That Jesus came to this earth even though he knew our lives were full of mess and mistake. I'm thankful that Jesus came to get his hands dirty, that he isn't uh, intimidated by our messes. He isn't scared away by our mistakes and shortcomings, that he loves us. I I'm so thankful for that, that he always came with the intention of getting his hands dirty in our messy lives. And as we enter this new year, this is a time of self-reflection. A lot of people in the next week you'll hear talking about resolutions, Right? As we kind of reflect on this year and the choices that we've made and the, the, the positive things that have happened, but also the challenges of our lives. And, and it's healthy to look forward and say, okay, as we go into this new year, it's a time to look at things differently. And we come up with these lists of things that we, we want to, to see be different as we enter this new year. You see, that self-reflection is, is healthy. But not only as a person, I think it's important that as believers, as people of faith, that we take stock of ourselves too. It's an important time to readjust. You know, with all of the, the challenges that we've faced as a country in 2020, it's been a, a challenging year for all of us. I, I don't think I ever remember in my life a, a year that affected everyone in the way that it has. But I'm so thankful that God never changes. And it's important that we readjust and kind of refocus our relationship with God because it's so easy to get our eyes off of Jesus and let our eyes go down to the challenges and the path in front of us. It's so easy to let our eyes fall down to all the hard things and, and forget to look up as believers. We should have a different perspective and a different level of hope because we have hope regardless of the challenges and the things that face our life. We should have a different perspective. And I'm, so th I'm thankful for this opportunity that we have at this time of year to kind of lift up our eyes and look forward to what God has for us. You see, we've all certainly missed some targets this past year. For in all of our lives, there have been unforeseen challenges and things that none of us ever saw coming. Many of us in our jobs, our marriages, our relationships, and our families, we've dealt with unexpected hurts and challenges that, that life has brought to us. 
But the great thing about God is God is a God of new beginnings. He's a God that makes things new every morning. But for us to see it, we have to make a choice to lift up our eyes, right? We have to change our perspective and fix our perspective sometimes in our lives. Because we can get so focused on the challenging things that we forget to trust and look for the great things that God has for us. I'm thankful that he loves us in spite of our messes. If you want to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 5 this morning. Romans chapter 5. And we're going to be looking at verses 6 through 11. And you might want to keep it there for a few minutes. I'm not going to read it all at once. We're going to kind of look at it as we go through this morning. So you might want to keep it open this morning. Romans chapter 5, beginning in verse 6. It says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. I'm I'm thankful for God's timing. (laughs) Because I don't know about you, there have been a lot of times in my life where I felt utterly helpless. Where I didn't know how I was going to make it, where I reached a point whether it's because of my own choices or decisions or because of the things that were happening that were out of my control, I I know what it feels like to feel utterly helpless. But I'm also thankful for the timing of God, right? His timing in our lives is so amazing that right in that moment when we need him the most, that is when he shows up in our stories and in our lives. I'm so thankful for that. When I was utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time. I'm thankful that his timing in our lives is perfect because he loves us. He sees us in our challenges and our times of need, and he wants to be the one who rescues us. He wants to be the one that we turn to in the most challenging times of our lives. Verse 7 says this, Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps Be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us. I love that. By sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. I'm thankful. (laughs) But God showed up. And that's exactly what he has done for us and what he wants to do. And I love that verse because to me, that sums up what Christmas and this season is really all about. He showed up to save us. And sometimes as we get further along in our relationship with God, it's really easy for some of those core things to become stale, and we we forget what God has really done for us. And instead of a relationship with God, it's easy for, for our hearts to turn just religious, where we just kind of go through the motion spiritually, and it's Sunday, so we get up because we always get up on Sunday, and we go to church or tune in online because we've always gone to church. But, but there are times where we need to refocus our hearts and get back to the real reason that we are here. You see, it's easy to lose heart and to lose hope when we lose focus of who God really is for us. You see, because I, I love that Jesus made it personal. That he came to rescue you in your situation. That there was a moment and a time in your life and a moment of need where you felt God reached out to you and step in to your situation. 
where you experience his hand and his love in a unique and special way, and you discover that he doesn't just love people in general, but he, that he loves you. And as we refocus and look forward to, to a new year and try and build faith and hope again in our hearts, we need to reconnect with that moment in our lives and remember what did it feel like when we felt and experienced God's love for the first time? What did it feel like in those moments where he stepped into my story and reached out in love to me? You see, he didn't demand that I clean myself up first, but he loves us just like we are in spite of our messes and our failures. He loves us. And even now when I disappoint myself in him, he still loves me enough to pick me up again because he loves me. And I'm so thankful that he, he loves you too. Right in the middle of our challenges. That he wants to be that one that we look to regardless of our circumstances. Verse 9 says this. And since we have been made right with God, in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. I'm thankful that we are saved from condemnation. But when I'm honest about myself, sometimes the, the hardest condemnation to handle is the stuff I feel about myself. I don't know about you, but there are times when I find myself looking back on my past and remembering my life that it's easy to kind of zero in on all of the hard stuff. Right, and it feels like all I remember is my mistakes and failures and the things about me and my life that I wish I could go back and redo to remove from my story or go back in time and do it all over. But I'm so thankful that when God sees us, it's different. That, that we don't have to, to, to bow and crumble under condemnation because of what Jesus has done for us. Because he isn't afraid or intimidated by our mess. He wants to, to bring healing and restoration in our hearts. Even as we close out this challenging year, God wants to heal our hearts. To give us the ability to look forward with faith and trust again. To give us the ability to look past and up from all of the challenges and put our eyes back on him to restore our hearts. So we can look forward with hope. And believe that God has good things for us. That he wants to do good things in our lives and use us in powerful ways. You see, but before we can truly go forward, we must put the past in the past. Because it's impossible to look forward and backwards at the same time. And I believe if we're going to see the kind of year as a church and as, as Christians, we need to stop looking over our shoulders. We need to stop being focused on all the challenges and, and look up in faith and believe that God has something great in store for us, regardless of the circumstances, right? Because our hope and our trust should be on him. It's not in our bank accounts or in the government or other things, right? I, as believers, he is my heavenly father, and we are his children, and he loves us, and he has great things in store for us, but, but sometimes we can miss those things because we are so fixated on the challenges that we forget to look up and believe what God has for us.
You see, the enemy would love to get us stuck in the past, right? To look at all the hard stuff and to lose sight of who Jesus is. But he is Emmanuel. He is God with us in spite of the circumstances, that he has never left us and he will never forsake us. And I'm so thankful for that this morning. See, God wants us to look forward and bring healing so that we can accomplish all that he has set before us, not only individually, but as a church. God has a plan for this church. God has things that he wants us individually and as a church to accomplish as we look into a new year. Romans chapter 5, verses 10 and 11 says this. It says, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we are still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. I'm so thankful for God's mercy. <laughs> I'm so thankful. In spite of the times that I blow it, in spite of the times where I get off track, in spite of the, the times where I lose heart and lose faith and I'm, I'm tempted to give up. I'm so thankful for who he is and what he has ahead of us. You see, his love for us is greater than can ever even be comprehended. And that's why we should be able to rejoice in spite of our circumstances, in spite of the challenges. Because even when life is hard and difficult and challenging, he is still good. And he has already done more for us than any of us deserve. If sending Jesus for us was the only thing God ever did, he's already done more than we deserve, right? But he loves us enough that he's done so much more and he wants to be a part of every day of our lives. So no matter where we are in our faith journey, we need to keep looking up and looking forward and progressing in our relationship with God. Because when our heart is right, when our relationship with God is right, and we are looking at life with the right perspective, there isn't anything that we can't overcome. Because it's not about us, right? It's not about our strength. It's about him and what he wants to do in our stories. As we look to this new year, progress should be our main resolution to grow in our faith and accomplish something eternal, of eternal value with our lives. You see, because when we are truly his, when we are truly in a place of, uh, of right relationship with God, we have this understanding and awareness that God is at work in our lives, that he has a purpose for us, that he has a plan for us, no matter where we are, no matter what we do for a living or whether we're, we're retired or whatever our situation, God wants to use us. If there's something that he wants to accomplish through your life, there's somebody's life that he wants to touch through you in this next year. But when we're so caught up in our situation and the challenges and our eyes are down to the, to the ground instead of looking up in hope, we lose sight of that mission that God has placed us on. And it's so easy to get off track and miss what God has for us. But I'm so thankful that he has a plan and a purpose for us. And I don't know about you, but I want to make my life count in this new year. I want to accomplish something for God with my life. And I'm thankful that we have a fresh start 
every day with Jesus. You see, the great thing is about a new year is it's a natural fresh start. (laughs) It's a natural opportunity to refocus, to examine our lives and say, is this really where I want to be? Is this the way I want to start this new year? What are my goals and dreams and vision for this year? We can set aside all of the challenges and refocus on who God is and refocus on what the, the mission is that he has for your life because he can make us new any day. And over time, we may abandon our resolutions. You know, this, this next week, a lot of people will, will make resolutions about things they want to change in their lives, and the national average says that that usually lasts about two and a half weeks, right? You know, I know if the gyms were open, they would be super crowded this next week, right? For about two weeks. And then all of a sudden, it starts thinning back out again, right? Because we, we come out of the gate with a new year and a fresh determination, and unfortunately, a lot of times, that kind of slides away. But see, our, our faith and our relationship with God should be different, right? Because we're looking at what God wants to do f- with faith, because it's not about us. It's not just about what I'm capable of doing in my own strength. It's about trusting him and believing that God can take me and the the gifts and abilities that I have and he can do something good with it. So it's not about us. It's not about our strength. It's not about our resources. But it's simply having the ability to trust that God can work through me and work in my situation. In Lamentations, Chapter 3, verses 22 through 24, it's not a book we commonly go to, but there's some good stuff there. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 through 24. It says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends, and His mercies never cease. See, I'm so thankful for that. (laughs) Even in those moments of my life where I failed and let Him down and myself down, That his love never changes. His love for me never ceases. It never goes away. Even when we don't deserve them, because the truth is, deserve has nothing to do with it. Because God's love for us isn't conditional. God doesn't say, if you do this and that and this, then I'll love you. But he simply loves us. Right? His love is unconditional. The Lord... Uh, His faithful love of the Lord never ends. I'm so thankful for how powerful his love and mercy is. Then in verse 23, it says, Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. Every morning. Right? Every morning. Whether it was a good day or a bad day, whether it was a day of victory or a day of failure, (laughs) Every morning, his mercies for us are new. No matter what the the challenges of life are, his mercies, his love is there. Even when we are tempted to give up and stay stuck in our failures and mess, we never need to remember that God never gives up on us. But if we're honest, sometimes in life, giving up seems kind of tempting, right, if we're honest? A couple of weeks ago, I had the opportunity to do something I never thought I would do, and that was to uh, 
climbed to the top of Mount St. Helens. And uh, I guess it was about two weeks ago yesterday. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. <laughs> I'll be honest. It was kind of one of those bucket list type of things, right? Where uh, I'm kind of from the generation that remembers the day that Mount St. Helens erupted. And so it's always been one of those places that fascinated me. And I always wanted to see it with my own eyes, right? And I always wondered what it would be like to stand on the top of that crater and look down on the new lava dome and all that. I thought that would be pretty cool. But as I was going up that mountain, it was a beautiful sunny day. Uh, but then this, this uh, wind about halfway up the mountain started blowing. And there was probably 30 or 40 people that were trying to climb it that day. And about halfway up, we got to this weather station and the wind was blowing so hard and it was, you know, the wind chill was interesting. But everybody, a lot of people started turning back because it was too hard. And I didn't blame them because <laughs> even at that point, it had already taken us six hours to get there, right? And uh, it was a challenging day. But I looked up at the top of that thing, and I'm like, you know what, I've come this far, and I may never get this opportunity again. So even though there was a big part of my body and my mind, right, that wanted to quit and give up, I was like, you know what, I've come this far, I'm not going to give up now. And so... You, you kind of reach those moments where you have to kind of renegotiate with your body, right? You kind of uh, ask yourself some questions, right? Can I, do I have this in me? Am I able to do this? Is it too much? So thankfully, uh, me and a few other people decided, you know what, we're going we're gonna to go for it. And someone else had got a little earlier start, was coming back and said the wind stops after a little ways, so it's not quite as windy up on top. And so I like, we're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to go for this. But I think the biggest challenge of all for me was the, not the physical side, it was the mental side. And as I'm standing there in all this wind, you can't really talk to anybody. You're just kind of in your own mind, just trying to make the next step, right? And I spent a lot of time talking to God that day and just kind of praying and thinking through this year. And it was amazing how the ups and downs and challenges of this year reminded me of the challenge of climbing this mountain. Because there have been times in our own lives where, man, this is, this is pretty tough. And it would be easier to just stop and give up. But there comes a point where you have to kind of negotiate with yourself, right? And decide that, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. Even though if it's one step at a time and slow, I'm just going to keep moving forward. But I think the hardest part of the climb for me was the false summits. So you're climbing this mountain, you've been going for hours, and you're exhausted, and you look up there, and you're sure that what you're seeing is the top, the rim of the volcano, right? And, and, and it's steep, and it's cold, and, you know, all those things, your brain is wanting to stop. And you, you kind of negotiate yourself, okay, if I can see it, I can get there, right? And so you decide, okay, I, I just got to keep moving, and I'm, I can get to that point. And, and so you just kind of keep pushing and keep moving forward, and it's challenging and hard, and People are quitting around you, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to keep going. And, and then you fight through, and you get to that spot. And just as you're about to reach that point where you thought was the end, and you didn't think it could get any steeper, it was just a false summit. And so you look at the next section, and it's longer and steeper than the last one. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, you know, how am I going to do this? And, and you have to kind of renegotiate with your body again, right? And you tell yourself the same thing. Right, if I can see it, I can get there, and I just have to keep moving and keep going forward, and, and it's going to be worth it, and you're, you're just negotiating with yourself. 
And so you fight through it again. And you're just about to the top. And I remember there was this, uh, there were these two younger guys, probably in their mid-20s, that kind of came up. They're moving a little quicker than me, right? They, they passed me. They were so excited to see Grandpa climbing the mountain. I'm like, I'm not quite a grandpa yet. Thank you. But I'm glad it was inspiring. Thank you. But then one of the guys was like, oh, yeah, I climbed this last summer. And I can see people standing on the rim celebrating from where I'm at. And we're almost there. And so I was like, okay, I'm almost there. I can make it, right? So, so we go up, and they disappear past what I thought was the fall summit. And I'm like, okay, I just got to keep, keep going and catch up with these guys. And right when I crested over, it was one more fall summit. <laughs> and the guys were just out of my view, standing there going, oh, I thought that was the end, right? And finally, thankfully, I was able to keep going. Got the chance to experience what it was to stand on that rim and look out. It was probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen, right, standing there that day. It was a beautiful day, and somehow God helped me do it. But as I was reflecting and walking back down that day and spending time with God, he just reminded me how life is like that. And so many times have we missed out on something that God had for us. But when it gets hard, instead of pressing through and continuing to go, we give up. We stop short of, of seeing everything that he has for us and experiencing what he has in front of us. So, so even though that was the hardest thing <laughs> that I've ever done, I was so thankful standing on the top of that mountain. It was, it was just like one of those life-changing moments, right? But not just because it was so beautiful, but because I knew how, what it cost to get there. Right? And every step was worth it. You know what? I want to encourage you that, it, that, that it's the same thing in our lives. As believers, sometimes our path gets hard. Sometimes we have those false summit moments and we negotiate with ourselves and we think, well, if I can just get there, I'm going to be okay and we can make it. And so we fight through and we keep going and we try to believe and try and keep our eyes focused on God. And then we get there and then, oh, it's not quite the end. And so we have to kind of readjust and renegotiate and say, okay, God, I don't know if I have enough strength to go forward, but I'm going to keep trying and I'm not going to give up. And that's what God wants us to learn. Even at the end of a challenging year like this, that if we can keep ourselves from losing heart, if we can keep ourselves from being discouraged and, and giving up, that God has something amazing for us, that, that we're not taking this journey alone, even though it's difficult and challenging and other people are discouraged and giving up, that doesn't mean that we have to lose heart. That if we will continue to go forward, if we can continue to keep our eyes focused on him, we will see God do some amazing things in our lives. You see, we can put our trust and hope in him. Verse 24 again says, I say, to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. You see, that's the key. Our hope isn't in us. <laughs> my hope for 2021 isn't that I'll do better. Because he is my inheritance. My hope and my trust is in him. It's not about my strength. It's not about what I'm capable of. It's not about me. But it's about who he is. And what he wants to do in our lives and our situation, we can look forward with hope and anticipation, not because we are so good, 
Not because our resources are so great, not because of what I can do in my talents and abilities, but it's about who he is and who we believe he is and what he wants to do in, uh, in our lives. Because his mercy is new every morning. So in this new year, my hope for you is to be able to lift your eyes and look up. To be able to hope again and trust again and believe again that God has something good for you. That God is going to continue to do things. And here's the reality. We're here this morning. We're, we're watching online, right? We've made it this far. God has not abandoned us. He has not failed us. And we've made it this far. And we can look to him for hope to go forward. We can look to him for something great in our future. But moving forward doesn't happen by accident. It happens on purpose. You see, we choose where our focus is. We choose where we focus our attention and our eyes. We can either choose to focus on all the hard stuff and all the challenges, or we can turn, choose to turn our eyes on him. Because our, our help comes from him. It doesn't come from us. Looking forward is a choice, and I choose to go forward into all that God has for me in this new year. I'm thankful that Jesus was willing to get his hands dirty. And he wasn't intimidated by my mess and my mistakes. The challenges of 2020 don't change the, what God sees when they look at me. Right? He looks at me with love and with hope. And so I want to challenge you not to allow yourself to settle for anything short of what God's perfect plan is for you and for your family in this new year to go after it with all that you have, to turn your eyes back to him, away from all of the challenges and all the struggles, and from your heart to reconnect in a fresh way in your relationship with God. You see, because that's what this Christmas season is really all about. He's Emmanuel. He's God with us. And he wants us to look to him. He wants us to look forward with hope, not because of us, but because of him. And I believe that he has some great things in store for us. So this morning, would you allow him to accomplish something eternal through your life this year? Would you allow him to, to rebuild your faith and your hope for the future? Because even when all the challenges of life strike, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's in control. And he simply wants us to trust him. Not with just part of our lives, but to trust him with everything. And to believe that he is in control. Lamentations verse, chapter 3, verse 23 again. says, great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. I'm so thankful for his faithfulness. I'm so thankful that his love for me and love for you is unconditional, that it's perfect. It's not dependent on what anyone else does or says. It's not dependent on me being perfect or not making mistakes, but he, he simply loves us and wants us to trust him. 
Would you stand with me this morning? Pastor Darth is coming here in a moment to, to lead us in a chorus, but I would just love to pray with you this morning as we come close to the end of, of this year and look forward to the, the beginning of next year. I just want to pray that the Lord will open our eyes. Help us to be able to see again. Help us to remember and reconnect with how much he loves us and cares for us. I'm so thankful for his love. So thankful for his mercies that are fresh and new every morning. Let's pray this morning. Dear Holy Father, we love you. And we're so thankful, Lord, for the privilege of, of standing here together today and thankful for those that are watching online today. Lord, that, that it's so easy to get caught in all the challenges of life and to allow our eyes to focus on all of those hard things. And when we do that, Lord, we lose our ability to believe and we lose our expectation of the future. But Lord, I pray that you would touch our eyes. Lord, that we would be able to look up, to look back to you, to reconnect with who you are. Lord, to be able to look into this new year with a, with a hope for the future, a, a reconnection with how much you love us. I'm thankful, Lord, that when you came on that first Christmas morning, Lord, that, that you came to get your hands dirty, that you aren't intimidated or, or, or scared off by the mess that we create. But you love us just like you are. And I pray, Lord, that you would give us a fresh glimpse of how much you love each one of us individually. That you would reawaken that hope and trust for the future. That you would help us to, to look into the future and see the plan that you have for us, that every day, Lord, that you would show up afresh, anew in our lives. We love you, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that we have been able to gather together today, and I pray that you would work and move in each of our lives. Lord, we give you this next year, and we pray that you would take it and bless it. And as we reevaluate this, this week, Lord, as we think about next year and close the books on 2020, I pray Lord, that you would touch our hearts. Lord, that you would give us the ability to look forward with faith and trust in your love and your goodness to us. Now go with us today, we pray, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you sing?